My guest today is Brian James O'Connell, and if you don't know, he's an accomplished improv performer and teacher in a fabulous group named Dr. God, but that's not all. He's also a movie director of films like Bloodsucking Bastards and Angry White Man, both very funny, and if that wasn't enough, he's also an executive producer and creator of the TV show Hell Den, and we are going to talk about all those things today. So please, wipe the scene, reset the chairs, and I'll take a one-word suggestion from the audience, because we've got Brian James O'Connell today on Breakfast. Pick it up! Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> My uh, guest today... Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> As you just said, you're not a prostitute. What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Somebody screwed through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. Some salsa and some sour cream and some guacamole. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast Time. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Brian James O'Connell, welcome to the Breakfast Studio. Thank you for having me, Brent. That was a that was a lovely, lovely introduction. <laughs> I uh, I, am, I try to you know. No, I'm Irish Catholic. I am terrible at promoting and marketing and or talking about myself. So uh, that was a it was it was great to have a hype man for about thirty seconds. <laughs> well, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime you need one, just hit me up. You know, I'll be on your standby hype guy if you need it. Appreciate it. Uh, so I want. You're, you're welcome. Uh, you grew up in, if I'm not mistaken, High Point, North Carolina, which is also known as the furniture capital of the world, correct? That is 1,000% correct. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, my wife actually has family there. Her her mom grew up there. Her grandparents grew up there. So I've been there, and I've been to that giant building that's that looks like a chest of drawers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That has the sock hanging out of it, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, for for a long, long time growing up as a kid, when anyone said the Better Business Bureau, I thought they were talking about that because I was like, "That's that's, wow. that's the thing, man. <laughs> like that's, that's 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 they must be talking about that building that looks like a bureau." <laughs> that makes you know it makes logical sense. Look, to man, me. I was also four, so <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I'm I'm impressed that you knew the word bureau at that age. Yeah, you know? I'm about as Piedmont triad as uh, as they come. I was born in Greensboro Hospital. I was, Raised in High Point, North Carolina, and I went to I went to college in Winston Salem, North Carolina. I am I am triad to the core. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Um, are, are there things that that just from you growing up in North Carolina that kind of influenced you uh, and and your sensibilities as a performer, a director, all those things? Uh, for for sure. I mean, North Carolina uh, lives in this sort of like. Uh, it lives in sort of this weird, it used to before a lot of tea party assholes in about 2010 came in and ruined everything. Uh, we're working on that. We're working on that right now. <laughs> um, but for me, it was always, it's always been, North Carolina has always been sort of, I like to call it the, the, the buckle of the Bible belt, but also it has a long tradition of being sort of middle of the road, uh, centrist, just common sense, uh, not centrist in a, uh, in a, a pejorative term as it gets used now, but like for years and years, yes, we sent one of the worst human beings in the history of the world, Jesse Helms to the Senate for like six decades. But also we also, yeah. we always voted in uh, a democratic governor like Jim Hunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's wow. always been that back and forth. Uh, North Carolina has always been sort of known as like the intellectual, uh, center of the South as well. Um, where progress and things like we have 
our university system is crazy. Like just in the just in Greensboro, not even the rest of the triad, just Greensboro alone, there is over a dozen accredited colleges. Education, a big thing. Charlotte uh, became the east banking capital of the Eastern Seaboard at one point because so many of the companies were moving from New York, uh, moving uh, you know First Union, Wachovia, uh, Bank of America. Uh, and then you have things like when people say like, oh, I've, I'm looking to, you know, I just had a friend who was looking to buy property in North Carolina and said, and they're from here and they're, you know, they're like us, they're improvisers, they're filmmakers, they're artsy. So is their partner. I said, where should we go? I was like, well, Asheville is the Portland of North Carolina and Winston-Salem is the Austin of North Carolina. And both of them at most are three and a half hours away from the beach. So go for it. That's it. Wow. Yeah. That's what, that's everything you need to know. Well, I got to say, I'm a big fan of the barbecue in North Carolina. I'm, I grew up around the KC area mm-hmm. when I was very young, and I love that barbecue. But I got to say, North Carolina barbecue, I'm, I'm a fan of the, the you know, the, the with the slaw. Mm-hmm. And, do, you uh, go, do you go crunchy slaw or creamy slaw? That's a, this is a test, brother. What's the two? Crunchy slaw or creamy slaw? Oh gosh, I don't even know that I, I I feel like it's the one that's uh that's reddish colored maybe. Then yeah, that's a, Am I that, wrong? that's a crunchy slaw. What we're looking for yeah. uh, in, in in western North Carolina. There's two uh there's western there's eastern. Western I am married I am related by blood uh, and marriage, I should say. Uh not blood, marriage. Uh my cousin Mal, who's named after my father, married into the Lexington okay. married into the Lexington barbecue family. That's uh Morgan is his wife and, and my cousin who I adore deaf. Uh, and then you have Eastern Carolina, which is a, a vinegar based. So that's where you get that okay. crunchy slaw. What I'm what I'm used to is um, the creamy slaw. Creamy slaw, which is like it it looks like it looks like someone took a bunch of different colored dipping dots and mixed it up with mayonnaise. Like you can, it it spreads really easy. It's it's closer to a schmear than it is. Uh, if I can cross over my, uh, <laughs> if I can do some Jew, no, yeah, Jewish yeah. Uh, North Carolina fusion. It's closer to a schmear than it is uh, an actual like crunchy slaw. So as soon as you said it was red, I was like, yeah, that's still the vinegar based. It's it's it has mm. more of a crunch to it. It looks more like someone put a salad on top instead of someone. Yeah. So instead of someone put a multicolored tartar sauce on top. Of now your that salad. you're just now that you're describing it to me, I do believe that I am on the right side. Mm-hmm. I just described it incorrectly. Uh, but but I would say I had both of them. I do like both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, the, the, the pulled pork there is, uh, it's just out of this world. Yeah. We have, we don't really have a East coast, West coast rap battle when it comes to North Carolina barbecue, because we can all agree, uh, that South Carolina's mustard based barbecue is trash. (laughs) It's one of the, one of the few things I'm looking forward to in my, in my life, in my career. If I knock on wood, I ever get to that point is I want to go into the, to the late show with Stephen Colbert because I'm such a huge fan of his, for his improv work and his comedy and also his faith and his kindness. I, I look up to him not only as a, as a, as a mentor in comedy, but also as a, a far away mentor. I don't know him, uh, but also as a, as a way to conduct yourself as a human being. And faith is, you know, is a big part of that with him and all that. And we're both uh, Irish Catholic, but he's from South Carolina. He rock, he reps it pretty hard. And every once in a while he has thrown out some, uh, uh, some disparaging words about Carol- North Carolina barbecue on his show, and I'm just like, I want to sit on that couch and be like, all right, let's have it. <laughs> let's, talk yeah, look, a- let's talk about I... this mustard-based garbage, you motherfucker, Stan. <laughs> yeah, between the two, North Carolina, I'm definitely all North Carolina. You Come can on. you can say that about uh, just about anything. You don't have to just stop with cuisine. <laughs> right now, right? right now, Lindsey Graham's making Jesse Helms not look that bad. Oh, boy. At least he was an yeah, upfront it's... asshole. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> uh, so this sort of reminds I'm, me a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm Jesse, a, I'm a, Jesse Holmes is a horrible human being. I just want to make no, sure. No, I, 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 we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of, I'm a big fan of Ben Folds, who's from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. He's, right? his, no, his family, uh, that's where he became famous and all that, but he is from Winston, okay. he's from Winston-Salem. He, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, he, that, that area. Uh, someone we know, I'll tell you afterwards uh, when we're not yeah. recording, someone, okay. someone we both know, his sister used to be married to Ben Folds, and it did not, it did not end well. Oh, no. That. And so I always, uh, have to be, well, I always have to be careful when I talk to him and we reminisce about North Carolina that I don't bring that up. <laughs> that's one. That's the one thing about Ben Folds. I li- I love a lot of things about him, but man, he has a hard time keeping relationships going. And uh, but you know yeah. maybe hey maybe that's his one thing. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you're right. His dad's from. I know his dad lives in Winston Salem, North Carolina, because there's a song where he just uses his dad's <laughs> uh, voicemail message, and he says he's in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Yeah, I used My, to, uh, I used to but, see him all the time. I love him. He talks sometimes about, and he has a song called Redneck Past, yep. where he talks about how he sometimes struggles to like separate himself from from some of the, I guess, the negative things that people say about North Carolina. How do you how do you feel about that? Um, I do and I don't. I mean, like it's you always uh, you always love. It's an old uh, it's an old Brett Butler quote where she was talking about Bill Hicks and saying like you know Bill Hicks would always make fun of the South because he was from the South and when you love something that deeply you uh, you see their flaws uh, just as clearly. Uh, sure, there's uh, I've progressed and 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 evolved as as a human being over the years, um, but I also love my home state, God's country, is what usually I t- yeah. I tell Neil Gargiulo it is <laughs> whenever he asks. He's like, oh, you talk about North Carolina? I'm like, yeah, God's country. Because uh, it is, it's beautiful. If you watch, watch something like Last of the Mohicans that was shot all in Asheville and around that area, around the Biltmore mm-hmm. Estates and all that. When they need to go to something in the past to make it look like as beautiful and as pristine as the America, the America was at that time. This, this, the northern, you know, northern continent was at that time. But wanted, but there, but it has to be Albany, New York. They shoot it in North Carolina. You know what I mean? Like there's. There's there's a beauty to that, and we used to be real good about, like I said, the other stuff of you know being banking centers and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's hard right now, but for me, um, I I was blessed to be around a lot of uh, again like the high school I went to was sort of like that. It was very middle of the road. Uh, high Point Central is the one where it had um, uh, people of color from uh, a lower socio socioeconomic background uh, sharing space and class. Uh, space with uh, the richest of the rich white kids. And so there would always be a lot of tension in High Point Central and there'd be big brawls and stuff like that. For us, you know, Thomas Wingate Andrews, you know, uh, rest in peace. I don't think it's around anymore. Uh, high school, high, you know, uh, High Point Andrews, as we called it. It was almost all middle class to lower middle class, uh, pretty much evenly split down uh, the middle. Uh, the only Korean guy in our high school was Sing Yu, but he was the captain of the football team and the student mm. body president, even though he was like 5'9 as being generous. But they still won the state championship that year that he was the quarterback. So we all sort of like had this thing of like, you cool? We cool? Like, um, I dated a lot of African-American women uh, in high school at the time. Yeah. Same thing. So it was a lot of like, hey, you're cool. You're cool. Uh, come here. There was, there was none really of that. So I, right. I understand what Ben's talking about, but that's not also not like really my boots on the ground experience. And I stay, I stay in touch with a lot of people from High Point. Some of them stuck around, like 
there's someone that owns a bakery, a cupcake shop in High Point that I've known since the fifth grade. They were, they were, they're married. They've been dating since the sixth grade. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there's some of that. But then a lot of people, like you know, like me, got uh, got educations and jobs and left and all that. But we're still, still kind of who we are. A lot of the racist stuff. I was, I've been fortunate enough to like never really be part of that in the first place someone from my right. first someone from my first improv team uh, told me that once while we were all hanging out together and they were like i just don't understand you and i was like what she was like i'm from tennessee i know the south i know what it's like he's like but you like you like nascar and you like hunting and you like fishing but you don't hate women or black people or gay people <laughs> i don't she's like you're like a redneck unicorn and that's been my ni- that's been my nickname ever since <laughs> nice <laughs> like, red- yeah. i'm a redneck unicorn <laughs> i'm like i'll talk like how's a north carolinian learn how to count one two earn heart but also wow <laughs> pe- people should not be uh having their vote suppressed because of uh their station in life or how they identify themselves <laughs> thank like, you yeah wow yeah, I was interested in your perspective on that because you know I have a you know I have a similar thing. I grew up in Nebraska, which is you know not the most progressive state, obviously, but I still you know I I feel like the people are good people there, you know, and yeah. uh, may not have been exposed to as many things, which which mm-hmm. which makes a difference sometimes. Yeah, I mean that's um, where the phrase uh, "bless her heart" comes from. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh man, that person is too stupid or too ignorant to know how much they are fucking up their lives right now. So it, yeah. it, it, I mean, obviously it can be turned, but it was never meant originally. It was never meant to be like, you know, subtext, go, go F yourself. It was always just like, she did what now? Oh, bless her heart. <laughs> like she, right. she don't, the way you would be like, Hey, don't yell at the dog. It's a dog. It, the dog doesn't know that chocolate's bad for it. Like, what are you doing? Exactly. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of that. And also funnily enough, they're, uh, there's a show on Fox right now called Bless the Hearts that uh, mm-hmm. the, the the head writer for that, uh, whose name is escaping me in this moment. I knew it as soon as I started saying it, but she used to write for SNL. She's she is also from High Point and the name. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the name of the town, this fictional town that this southern family lives in uh, is called Greenpoint, which is a, a hybrid of Greensboro and High Point. Uh, I have to imagine she's also the person that wrote the episode of. Uh, Bojack Horseman, where they go back to Princess Kitty's hometown, which is right yes. outside of High Point and Elon College, mm-hmm. and she makes a straight up reference to the larger Greensboro, Guilford County, Forsyth County area. I was like, "Oh, there's only one. <laughs> there's only one way that line of dialogue is in there, and because that, that's that's because that's where you're from, right? Yeah. Right. Well, that's interesting. You mentioned Bojack Horseman. I was going to talk about some other stuff first, but let's. Sure. You guys have a show. Your improv group, Doctor God, has a show. That is correct. Uh, called Hell Helden. Yes. Uh, tell where where did this where was the inception of this show? Uh, I'll give you the the short version. Um, we sold our movie Blood Sucking Bastards to yes, shout, which we're also going to talk about because <clears throat> oh, I love it. Great, thank you. We sold we sold that to Slam Dance. Uh, we sold that at Slam Dance to Screen Factory, which is an offshoot of Shout Factory, um, and they're very good. They're the ones that uh, own the rights and publishing and licensing rights to a bunch of things like you know Mystery Science Theater three thousand and a lot of Roger Corman's thing. They are known for revitalizing films, repackaging them, adding a bunch of cool you know you know DVD extras, and then putting out really good like DVD and Blu-ray uh, 
assignments. And we were sort of their first movie uh, as a film studio where they were started moving into that. We got along with them really well. They really liked us a lot. We liked them a lot. Uh, and then they just kept pitching ideas to us of like, cause we want to work together again. I was like, yeah, what about that? He's like, yeah, what about this? And eventually they just came to us and said, Hey, we have the licensing and publishing rights or the licensing, uh, deals with people that have the publishing rights to all these old public domain cartoons from the, from the, the early 1900s, you know, the 1910s, twenties, thirties, forties, maybe fifties. Uh, that expanded too when they got the you know the Corman Library as well. They're like, could you guys do something with that? And I think uh, Gargiulo, I can't remember who of it. It's probably Gargiulo and Justin probably took the lead on that, and we all sort of like bounced ideas back and forth. And that's how we came up with the idea of Helden, where it's a mm-hmm. is a uh, sort of like commentary talkback show uh, central location where we could just use because original animation is still very expensive. It's about a thousand to two thousand yeah. dollars per minute of original animation. Um, and we found a way to, that's why everyone wants to do animation, but no one wants to pay for it. So we were like, Oh, here's, here's a show that we can bookend with original animation. That is like 90 seconds. So we, and then the rest of the quarter hour episode of 11 minutes or, or more is all public domain that we're just doing new audio for. We're rewriting it similar right. to like what's up pussycat uh, or what's uh-huh. up tiger. What's up tiger lily, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, right. Yeah. We're, or dead men where don't, don't wear uh plaid where we're sort of repurposing uh, and, and recon- uh, recontextualizing the cartoons. They love that idea. We got it all set. We've uh, pitched it everywhere. I'd say twice, if not three times, because, uh, as you know, if you pitch something long enough, the executives at the network that you pitch to don't work there anymore. And so now yeah. the new guys want to know what you have. And it's like, all right, we're going back to Comedy Central again. Let's go. <laughs> and so eventually I knew uh, Neil worked very hard, and uh, uh, as did the rest of us. But Neil got a contact for a new company called Drink TV, which was started by the Brewdog uh, Brewery, which is a Scotland brewery that uh, owns also owns – uh, like I think like two dozen, maybe three dozen uh, brew pubs across uh, Europe and some in America. And those guys are just insanely rich. And they're like, uh, we did a TV show for Esquire ch- channel. We sh- why don't we just have our own network? And they started their own network. We made season. Excellent. Yeah, we made season one for them uh, with Red, uh, Red Tail Media. Those guys are awesome. We really had a good time with them. They liked us. We liked them. Uh, we brought in some of our friends, you know, like Mo Collins and Derek Mears and Emma Fitzpatrick, who was in Bloodsucking Bastards with us. Sure. But also like, you know, our good friends that you and I both know, like Tim Jennings and Zabeth Russell, mm-hmm. you know, and Ashley, oh, yeah. Ashley Crystal Harrison, like just big, mm-hmm. a, a big party, big, big fun time party with all of us. That's great. Uh, and well, then and then we sold it to uh, we sold the uh, rights to season one to Sci-Fi Channel. And they loved it and liked it a bunch. And then they re-upped us for a season two, which is technically season one on the Sci-Fi channel. And we're part of their late night TZGZ uh, Saturday night, midnight-ish is how they promote it. Uh, uh, Cartoon, comedy, weird block. And we're very happy to be a part of that. It is the sweet spot for us. It is perfect for what what we do. Well, you know... You guys should check out Held In. It's really funny. I find there's a every time they have something like the Sad Industries commercial, mm-hmm. uh, 
really makes me, which is not even one of the clips that you use. It's just like a commercial you have that's in between yeah. the show you're watching and the characters talking. Mm-hmm. Really makes me laugh a lot. And you guys are really good at, at uh, coming up with, you know, you guys are improvisers. You're you're masterful at it. So you're great at coming up with, you know, this is, you could imagine this is what they're saying, but that's not what they're saying. But it's hilarious what you, what you guys are doing with it. So Thank you. congrats on that. Thank you. Uh, I, curious, I don't want to, you know, please tell me how much, too much about how the sausage gets made, but if you are taking a look at a scene, do you all take a shot at that scene, or do we decide somebody's going to do this? How many shots are we getting at this thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, the nice thing about us is that not only are we all improvisers and we're all very, very close friends who have worked together for over a decade, so they, the, we're, we're very good at being able to divide and conquer in a certain way. But nothing. Certain people will take the lead on on different projects, or like you know, or shepherd it. But it all gets our five handprints on it before anyone outside of the group sees it. And we're all very honest with each other and very blunt. And we all have the same goals, which is anything that is a B plus joke or less gone. You have to be a B yeah. plus better or joke or better. And you learn you learn very quickly to not be like precious about stuff. Uh, it's 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 rare to me. It's happened every single project. Uh, I've ever done with Dr. God. I bring something, I bring three things to the table. Two of them I think are genius. And one of them I'm like, eh, you know, and then that's the one everyone falls in love with. It doesn't happen right. all the time, but it happens enough where I'm like, I don't judge any shit that I bring to the table anymore. Cause I have no idea what anyone's going to love. The way that we do this particular show is that we get access to the licensed cartoons. All five of us go away on our own and write up ideas. And then we all have a meeting together and we sort of go one by one. First Sean, then Neil, then Dave, then me, then Justin, or however we're sitting in the semicircle in you know whoever's apartment. And then we'll all pitch one, uh, like pull up the link, you know, pull up the footage, and then you know do the joke or do the sketch or whatever like that. Uh, on occasion, a lot of times people will go like, "Oh, you found that footage? I've got I've got an idea for that one too. Cool, 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 cool. All right, we'll see it when we get to it." Sometimes it's very immediate that like. Oh, your take is way funnier than mine. Forget whatever I was doing, and and then on the on occasion, rarely, but it does happen that two two of us have written. This just happened for me and Justin on the last one, uh, where we both had footage and we both really liked our sketches, and the rest of the guys really liked both of the sketches. So we just submitted both of them to see which one the network would like. Because then, hey, if the network likes it, we don't have to get mad at each other. And then we did a lot of uh, rewriting uh, just because it was rewrite time. And then Justin's ended up just being not only funnier, but uh, but more like clear, cleaner with the delivery of the premise. And also it was f- at, after his rewrite, it was so in the network's wheelhouse. I was like, I, it, it makes no sense. It would be sour grapes for me to push push this uh, non-winning boulder up the hill and bludgeon <laughs> the other four members of Dr. God when we all know that the network is going to go, what happened to that other one that was like a sitcom? What the fuck is this weird thing, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we're good about that. It's not that we don't butt heads ever, but we are all usually uh-huh. very good in, in the moment of saying like, you know what? You're right. I'm being weird. I, I'll, it's, think it's all pitch positive or, or sell us on it. It's like, hey, I'm not sure yeah. about this idea. I do that. Thankfully, I have an editing degree. So anytime there was a sketch that I wasn't sure that people were going to like or get, I would literally just take that footage and edit together a demo of the sketch. I would. I made. Wow. I wrote over ugh, probably like two hundred sketches for this season, like one hundred and sixty something yeah. last season, one hundred and thirty something last season. This season definitely like two hundred. But I also cut together twenty three short films. 
Cause I was like, if I can show you Jeez. how it works and what my, like the character performance arc that I'm going with here, I can usually sell them on it. And most of the time they're, they're all laughing and giggling and, and pointing at it, even over zoom. I'm like, I got him. This sketch is in. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have, I have that luxury where the couple of the other boys don't. So I'm like, I don't know, bring your own, hire someone to edit together your fucking film. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I had mentioned, you're one of the executive producers. You're one of the creators. Yeah. And uh, so held in. I, I love it. Uh, people should check it out. Thank you. I, another thing I'm a big fan of, uh, you're, one of your movies that you directed, Blood Sucking Bastards, yes. which also has a bunch of our friends in yes. it. Yes. Um, this to me falls in, well, so in breakfast terms, we had on my friends from Nebraska, mm-hmm. uh, Guy Busick and Ryan uh uh, Ryan Murphy, I can't remember what he goes by professionally. It's not Ryan Murphy because he's not the Ryan Murphy. Yeah, no kid. That's why uh, I go by Brian James O'Connell because there was already a right. There's already a Brian O'Connell and SAG when I started, and I was like, shit. <laughs> anyway, they wrote a movie called Ready or Not last year, which is in the same genre as your stuff. It's like horror comedy, um, and and you know now now the uh, guy is writing a new scream. Wait a minute, re- so that yeah. was on Breakfast also. Yeah, Ready or so, Not. Yeah, I was about so, to say, I'm like, please do not try and put me in the same category as Ready or Not. I think I feel like those guys were much more successful. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are my, those are, those are my like friends from Nebraska, so yeah. that's pretty cool. But anyway, I put you in the same genre, uh, Blood-Sucking Bastards. You know, it reminds me of things like that and mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead and Army of Darkness, yeah. which I all love, and Hot Fuzz. Um, I bought like five copies of it that year, and that was my Christmas gift for a bunch of my f- closest oh, friends. So man. I'm not just saying I loved it. Oh, I mean, man, I, yeah, well, I put my money where my mouth yeah. is, you know. Um, so it's look, people should just watch it. If you're if you're a fan of this type of movie, it's great. Uh, it's got some great actors like Joey Kern is in it. Uh, Joey's great. Pete. Pedro Pascal, The Mandalorian. Are you kidding me? Dude, we got the Red Viper. Yeah, we got real lucky on that one. Like he, <laughs> he and I, first of all, he and I hit it off like gangbusters. Like I love that dude. He is a great human being. Uh, not, he deserves all of the great things that are happening to him. But we got him right after he booked Game of Thrones, but before he left the country to shoot it. Like we got that ah, perfect fucking window. <laughs> and, that's excellent. Oh yeah, and then everything now it's like, oh yeah, Game of Thrones. The Mandalorian. He's in Wonder Woman 1984. He's doing okay. He's doing okay for himself. One thing that makes me laugh that's not in the film is the fact that in some parts of the country, in some places you buy it, it's not blood-sucking bastards. It's blood-sucking bosses. That is correct. What is that all about? I mean, is that really that bad of a word? They can't use it in some places. It is. Um, Going back to North Carolina for a second, the first time I got a heads up that this might be an issue is that um, there is a, uh, a guy by the name of Jimmy Tolan uh, who is a uh, journalist for the High Point Enterprise, my local High Point paper. He's uh, He'd written about me before about Angry White Man when I directed that. Um, he knows my family because he wrote about my sister and, and the Hudson flight and all that. So when Bloodsucking Bastards came up, I was like, yeah, you know, it's always it's always a nice way to pop your mom when you, when you get to be in the local paper. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I have this other movie coming out, Slamdance and all that kind of stuff. And I, you've always been real good to my family, Jimmy. I'd love to give you a, you know, Here's a free article. He was like, ooh, he's like, oh, that'd be great. <sighs> Gonna have to check with my editor, though, see if we're allowed to use the word bastards. Uh, wow. Because it is a lot of uh, local, uh, not only states, but also uh, county and uh, township. They have different rules and different uh, laws when it comes to obscenity laws. For example, if you and uh, your uh, significant other are uh, – 
in a coitus uh, interruptus because a cop <laughs> a cop is knocking on your window of their car where you decide to pull over and all like that. If either one of you is uh, performing oral sex, uh, that's that's part of the sodomy law in North Carolina. You could get 15 years just for that. There's a guy that did seven years for doing that, for uh, being on the wrong end of his girlfriend when the cop yeah. flashed the flashlight in. So there's all kinds of shit you don't know about. The reason why they changed that, the name to just just not even like deal with it, is because of Walmart. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Walmart is in every single state in the union, multiple counties, multiple townships. They have to be able to ship one product to all of their stores because they're a big box store. They cannot, uh, and you know, you, there's plenty of legitimate reasons to hate Walmart. This is not one of them. It's just, right. this, it's just, it would be very inefficient to send blood-sucking bastards to one place, but blood-sucking bosses to another place. It'd also be prohibitively expensive. Like, if you buy blood-sucking bosses at Walmart, take it home, unwrap it, and slide out the little piece of paper that they put in there, and you'll have blood-sucking bastards. It's not, it's not any different. Wow. It's just interesting. Yeah, it's the the it's just a single one sheet uh, that they can slide in at the DVD factory when they put it all together. That's why they do it. So it's just across the board. I'm not the only one that once that was explained to me, and once they showed me the multiple, multiple, multiple uh, versions that has happened to other people before, uh, I was okay with it. I was probably I was already like 95 percent cool with it because I was like. Yeah, they do that in Europe all the time. Like the Terminator is not known as the Terminator when it came out in in, in L- Latvia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's always something else. And I love all those old European. Uh, you know, this is what the Hollywood movies were called when it came out in Poland. And here's the uh, local Polish artist that painted. The, I'm like that shit. I find is cool. And then once they explained it to me, of like, oh, here's all these other uh, places that you can't say stuff, and that's why we just changed the name. I was like. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's not like you're recutting the movie. <laughs> right. It's, just, it's yeah. just the title. Who gives a Look, shit? Look, under either name, Bloodsucking Bastards or Bloodsucking Bosses. Yeah. Still hilarious. Still has great mm-hmm. horror stuff in it. And, and I'm a fan. Thank so you. So congrats on that. I'm honestly, uh, I'm honestly you know, at the point now where it's like if someone, like, if there's a dream job or a dream uh, film I was directing and all that, like, to get the job. I've said it a couple of times and I've lost out, but the, the people appreciate it when I said it. I was like, look, I don't care what you call it. If you make this movie and you let me direct it, you can call it Brian O'Connell sucks dick in hell. I don't care. I do not care. <laughs> Brian O'Connell loves loves slapping himself with, with a copy of Good Housekeeping. Don't care. Brian right. Brian loves Brian loves puns. Don't care. <laughs> like it's, I do not care. Uh, I will do this. So it's the same thing with that. Wow. All right. So before we go any further, I want to talk about we both had a. a Breakfast from a place called Doubting Thomas. Oh my god, yeah. I was into that place. Yeah. Uh, Same. It was very, very rich. Uh, yes. And I and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it's like, oh, that even I, because I, I learned how to cook from, you know, six generations of my family being in the restaurant business. And also, like, I was, you know, I was a head saute chef at like 15, 16 in an Italian restaurant in North Carolina. And even I don't use... The, the 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 requisite amount of oil, butter, salt, heat that you get from a restaurant, and man, the two yeah. things that we had, I mean, the only the only thing I was like, I was like, ooh, I feel like you could have like maybe patted down a little bit of the oil in this quesadilla. Like, I don't yeah. know if it needs to be this oily, <laughs> but like, right. I certainly wasn't saying that 
as I was eating it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I you had the quesadilla. You had the doubtless uh, breakfast quesadilla, and I got the doubtless breakfast burrito just because so we had slightly different things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same ingredients. Yeah. Same ingredients. Um, and they use pork shoulder in it, which I thought I hadn't. I don't know if I've had a burrito that has pork shoulder. Not, but that was not in a know, long, long time for me. That's, yeah, a, that's definitely pretty a, delicious. Yeah. Um, and then we both had a breakfast sandwich. Dude, that breakfast a very sandwich. tasty place. I inhaled that breakfast sandwich. Yeah, like I, didn't, I was like, too. oh, I'll take a bite of this and a bite of that. Maybe I'll write down some notes. I want to make sure that you know I'm doing good for Brent. I didn't. I like I finished. I finished the sandwich, and thankfully. My girlfriend was either being very nice or like was already aware that she couldn't really have any of it. But like she came in, like the plate was empty. Like it was like one sad <laughs> piece of arugula. Just saying that I was like, oh, it was, a, it was a very good sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were you know, they're very nice there. I I, I look. I love to help uh, the smaller businesses keep keep uh, their stuff going during this time. Hell yeah. It's got to be so hard for them. It is. Um, I, I got a, Tressa wanted a pastry, so I got a pastry also. And I was like, man, I wish Brian had had this, but you could still go back and get it. Oh, for sure. uh, it was basically a puff pastry and it was like apricots and cherries in it. Ooh. And it was just like, it was just, and it, that's, an, Tressa, that's not an unusual combination, but it is a surprising combination because I, I, yeah. I it's not, it's not often you see an apricot and cherry mix of anything. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely intrigued. And it was, you know, had a little a little tartness I like. Yeah, and like yeah, a, yeah. I, I like a nice rhubarb, uh, you know, pastry and stuff there like you go. that. That's, but, yeah, that's, but yeah, that's what you if get you're, you're going to go for. back, uh, if you're going to go back sometime, check that out. Oh, the I would, I would 100% and, um, go back to yeah. it. And but uh, thank I'm, you for... Thank you for enjoying that meal uh, with me. You know, from miles apart, we ordered. The, yes. <laughs> we had Downing Thomas and we ate it. So delicious. Uh, Downing Thomas. Go check it out, guys. It was so good, yes. It's now time for the Breakfast Quick Bites segment. Breakfast Quick Bites. Quick bites. Quick bites. Breakfast quick bites. Breakfast, the most important meal of the day. Brian James O'Connell, you have directed feature films. If you take any of your heroes in life, would you rather watch a great biopic or a great documentary about that person? Ooh, I think it depends on who the person is, but I will say uh, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Henry Rollins. I have two Henry Rollins-related tattoos. The man saved my life. I would much, much rather watch an awesome biopic about Rollins' life versus the documentary because I feel like I already know so much of the documentary stuff. Right. And also watching, like, who who do you get? Who do you get? (laughs) That that role is going to an unknown because I can't think of a single person not named me. And I'm too old to play that role now. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, I accept that answer. Breakfast quick bite number two. You grew up in North Carolina, so what's the better North Carolina chain, Bojangles or Zaxby's? I'm sorry, it's Bojangles uh, all day and twice on Sunday. I think everybody knows mm-hmm. that about me. Um, again, going back to my redneck unicornness, um, I have stopped eating at Chick Fil A once they uh, once they establish who they were and they doubled down on it. Uh, because I believe that uh, uh, human rights are just that. It's about, it belongs to all humans. Uh, if Bojangles moved to Los Angeles, I would be 300 pounds. And if someone said, hey, you know, the CEO or the family behind Bojangles did such and such to such and such, I, there, there would I'd be keeping it 100, being 100% real. There would be 0.5 seconds where I, first before I'd be like, well, what did they say? <laughs> what yeah. did they do? What they do to right. deserve this ass kick? No, you're right. Shit. Uh, Zaxby's. My <laughs> my my parents are fans of Zaxby's, and it's usually sort of a go to uh, where it's like, oh, I'm coming home for work, and I don't have enough time. I'm I'm going through the drive through with Zaxby's. What you got? Tell me what you guys want. 
It is very mm-hmm. delicious on that, but nothing, nothing tops Bojangles. Anyone, anytime anyone talks about Popeyes or Church's Chicken, I'm like, you're fooling yourselves. You're fooling yourselves. There's a southeastern chain right in the heart of North Carolina. It's, it goes all the way down to Georgia and all that. It's Bojangles. It's the number one breakfast combo, which is the, the, the Cajun filet biscuit, seasoned fries, honey mustard on the side, and a cheer wine. That is it. I have... I have every time I fly back to North Carolina or to fly back to South Carolina to see my parents where they live now in Myrtle Beach, I the first thing I do when I land in the airport is get Bojangles. And the last time I was there was January of this year, and I couldn't get to it. I was staying with someone. I didn't have a car. It was too far out into the boonies. I couldn't go anywhere. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get to the airport when I when I'm flying back. The Raleigh-Durham airport does not have a Bojangles in it. It has a Popeyes, and I've never been more furious it's bojangles with a bullet look i agree bojangles is it's fabulous i always get it when i'm in that part Mm -hmm. of the country it's and i have no regrets here's what you do other than you know i gain i gain some weight inside uh, inside secret inside treat you want to know what you do is that when next time you're in that area and you are find yourself at the drive-thru of bojangles tell them you live in los angeles now but you're from there and you just came in and that you'll you'll be willing to pay extra. Is there any way that you can give me any of that, uh, like an extra side of the seasoning for the fries? And they will straight up give it to you. All right. And you can come home and make your own Bojangles fries. And I did it. Uh... I, I held on to that stuff like it was the fucking spice from Dune. Like it was the most precious gold. <laughs> I treated, I, I went through saffron before I went through the seasoned salt from Bojangles. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's a pro tip right there. It's yeah. a true pro tip from the if you're in the North Carolina area, that's what I'm going to try. I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to bother you, but I'm from Charlotte and I live in Los Angeles now, and I'm only get back here once a year. Is there any way you can give me a little extra of that seasoned salt? Oh my God, thank you so much. You uh, peace and blessings. <laughs> uh, love to you and yours and your family. That's exactly how you do it. All right. <laughs> well, this has been really fun, Brian James O'Connell. Yes. I have to ask you this. In the future, there's going to be a movie called The Brian James O'Connell Story. Mm-hmm. But the creatives have decided that the lead role needs to be played by a Muppet. Okay? okay? So which Muppet has the right traits to play Brian James O'Connell in the Brian James uh, O'Connell biopic? I am a Gonzo guy. Gonzo's always been my thing. Pepe, okay. Pepe the Prawn is, uh, is my current fave. I love him so much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my role in the community... Of the improv community is usually Kermit, uh, but it, to, to, be, yeah. but to be perfectly honest, if they if they made if they made the biopic and they had to my character had to be played by a Muppet, it would most likely be Sam the Eagle. If I'm being honest with myself, okay, mm-hmm. interesting. I think a, a mixture. I, I can see all of those three personalities kind of blending together to become the entire Brian James yeah. O'Connell. Put a, put a gray or black hoodie on Sam the Eagle, and that's probably me. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Well, uh, guys, if you would like to get more info on The Breakfast Show, such as pics of Brian James O'Connell and I having breakfast from Doubting Thomas, there are a bunch of ways to do that. You can hit me up on Instagram at, at @scoopspope, and you can see all the breakfast pics and videos on the Brent Pope Facebook actor page. Brian James O'Connell, what's what's coming up for you? Anything you want to plug, and where can we find you on the social media? Uh, yes, the uh, second season of uh, Held In, or first season, I should say, of Held In on Sci-Fi. Is uh-huh. uh, is going to be premiering later in the summer. We're very excited about it. We have a lot of uh, we have a lot of new surprises, which I can't tell you, but I'm very excited about these people being Excellent. on the show. 
They are they are longtime Doctor God friends and family, and we're very excited about uh, the new ones we've the new friends and family we've made. Um, very cool. I have another TV show that I'm uh, the main writer on that is currently in development, and I literally cannot tell you anything more than that. Not even nice. off the air. All right. Uh, knock on wood. I'm very excited about that one as well. And, uh, you know, just uh, you can find me at uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, at B3OC. That's the letter B, the number three, and then OC. BOC is my nickname, at B3OC. And then uh, Facebook, it's the real Brian James O'Connell, which I had to do before someone else took it and then charged me 25 grand for it. <laughs> exactly. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, there's another Brent Pope. He's uh, from Ireland, I believe. Hey. And that's maybe... Yeah, he's uh he's like a retired rugby player. Uh, Aaron, so. Aaron Gobra. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess from him to you, it'd be, uh, be Pog Mahone. Pog Mahone. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, guys, we put another tide-raising episode of Breakfast in the Old To Go Bag. See ya. Mm-hmm.